Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, it's Josh Kennedy here, host of the Fit Over 30 podcast. Today, we're talking about five nutrition hacks for people who don't do diets. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups and our coveted monthly print magazine. You can discover our very best content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle. Now back to the show. This is the Fit Over 30 podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy. Uh, a premature round of applause there from my co-host, James Breeze. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, it's great to have you here. Please subscribe and review if you can. That way we can reach more people and keep providing you with more epic free content. There we go. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, my round of applause from my co-host, James Breeze. Uh, yeah, we're using... So stop it now. We're using some new software here that we're just testing out. You want to give me a drum roll as well? Yeah, I'll give you a drum roll now as well. Brilliant. Uh, there should be a joke after that, but I haven't got any. Uh, so we'll just crack on. <laughs> so yeah, we've got this new recording uh, setup going on. We're trying out uh, some stuff with Riverside. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a coffee on the go. You've got your Star Wars mug and you've got your new Baby Yoda mat uh, rug. Tell us, tell us about that. I've, I've, I've completely thrown you off this morning. I'm trying to do a Chris Moyles standard oh, comedy day reenactment from the 90s. Chris Moyles and comedy day. God, there's a blast from the past, eh? I know. Isn't it? Exactly. For all the Brits out there still listening. Hey, perfect for people over 30. Mm. They can listen to this. Um, Indeed. But yeah, no, sorry, oh, Josh. That's right. I, 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 I was going to ask for a round of applause, but you just threw it in at entirely the wrong moment. <laughs> entirely the wrong moment. We have to, tr- we'll have to train you better. other things on you as well. We'll have to train you better. Oh, hang on. You, you could, we could tell jokes and start laughing. Look at this. <laughs> Here's a whole load of canned laughing. If, only, if only we were it's funny. Amazing. If only we were funny. Hey. Exactly. Uh, hey, no, this is kind of exciting. Yeah, go on. What have you got? Well, it's the, well, we've got the new software we're trying out to make sure we improve the audio quality for the podcast. Obviously, it's season four now. We want to keep improving. Uh, i got a brand new desk set up. Oh, gosh, yeah. I uh, built my custom-made IKEA worktop kitchen top desk with standing legs. I'm trusting that out today. And literally about five minutes before we went on air, my baby Yoda uh, mat has just turned up my rug, uh, which I'm now standing it's nice on. nice and comfy you know, under your feet, hey? My feet. Yeah, particularly after the weekend. Exactly. Had, Quickly um, tell us before we get into the uh, podcast, tell us what you did this weekend. Tell the listeners about what you did this weekend and why your feet are aching. <laughs> uh, yeah. So one of our platinum members, Michael Cann, set up a charity walk for young cricketers in South Wales Valleys to help support local clubs. He's an ex-professional cricketer himself, and he wanted to create a charity to help support because cricket is dying in certain regions yeah. in Wales and in literal more, and a lot of local areas as well. So he, tra- he created this initiative, bringing lots of clubs together uh, to walk from South Wales, Cardiff, up to like yeah. Brecon, uh, which is about 60 miles in total, walking through the valley, walking through the cricket clubs, and we did that over four days. So I supported him every step of the way. Great effort. He trained really hard mm-hmm. for it as well. And we were working hard towards that. And we finished last night and it was great. It's absolutely did. wonderful. Uh, beautiful yeah. sunny weather. As his, as his coach, Kenny, I'd like to say I'm proud of you, mate. You did, uh, did crack in and everyone was talking about how well he looked. So that's brilliant. It's really, really good. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. 
So yeah, no, it's been an action-packed weekend. Uh, all ready for a Monday morning with some cool, exciting developments we can't talk about behind the <laughs> scenes um, happening. Yes. Uh, and yeah, a lot, lot, lot happened this weekend, isn't there, really? A hell of a lot happening, but we can't talk about that. So let's uh, talk about five nutrition hacks for people who don't do diets, shall we? <laughs> get on with the Instead. get on with the podcast. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got we got five hacks. I'm just going to quickly. I'm going to go through them and then we'll talk about them more in depth, shall we? So number one, WWS, yeah, walk, water, sleep. Number two, food quality and eat the rainbow. Number three, protein with every meal. Number four, portion size. Number five, fiber and healthy fat boost. So let's go back where we always start, WWS. We are banging on the drum. We've said this a million times. We're going to say it again. Uh, so if you're looking at, looking at your diet, where do you start? Well, this is the thing. It's this, by the way, just the stem of this article we were talking about what we wanted mm-hmm. to do today and how we were doing things. Then, then um, as ever, men's health popped up in front of me, uh, which it does at the start of the month. I get the free magazine every month where I'm part of the Apple subscription. And today they offered 30 nutrition hacks for people who don't do diets. They were mental. I can't remember a single one. Can you remember a single um, one from them? Just, well, they said eat more vegetables. That's sensible. I can't really remember any of the others. There's too many to, I don't know. Yeah, too many to go through. Exactly. So anyway, we thought we'd come up with our own version of this to make it more memorable and hopefully give you guys a chance to uh, put these yeah. things into action. Because, yes, it, there's a whole world of calorie counting that people... Which we do recommend, do. of course. Yep, it's, it's a tool. However, there's lots of people who don't believe in calorie counting uh, and they find it difficult or they find it scary. Yeah, a little bit overwhelming, I would say. Um, yeah, that's a better term. Uh, really overwhelming, or they have had really bad experiences in the past with it. It gives them anxiety. So you've got to take both camps into consideration to help me. So today we're going to focus on the people who don't enjoy counting calories, yep. or they're too busy to do it, or they want to try and find some alternatives. So yeah, these are our five hacks to help do that. And yeah, you're right. It always starts yep. with WWS. We, we've beat that drum. <laughs> Hang on a second. Drum roll. Uh, okay, I'm just going to veto... Uh, sound effects from the rest of the podcast. Uh, there we go. Yeah, but it's like it's funny, isn't it? Okay, Starting with WWS, it, no, we're talking about diet, and we're talking about uh, this is actually nothing to do with diet at all. <laughs> Not food. No, exactly. But that, that, it's yeah. it's the best hack you can do. Like if you if you want to um, increase your uh, you burn calories, is, I think yeah. is the best way is increase your steps. You need to walk more often. WWS, for those who don't know, uh, go back to some of our old podcasts. WWS, it's a key element there. It's walk 7,000 steps a day, drink seven glasses a day of water, and sleep for at least seven hours a night because this is the basic and foundation of good health. And if you haven't got this in place, you're always going to struggle no matter yep. what you do to achieve goals that you want to achieve, in particularly when it comes to weight loss. So minimum goal is let's walk 7,000 steps, get you moving, mm-hmm. ideally do it continuously, but if you can't, okay, over the course of the day is acceptable. Then you try and drink seven glasses of water because it helps you just rehydrate. Most people are dehydrated. But most people tend to confuse hunger mm-hmm. with dehydration. Yeah. So it's a great way of stopping you snacking. It's a great way of like actually ch- checking your feelings in place to make sure that you are, um, it isn't hunger, but yeah. it could be boredom <laughs> that people eat on particularly if you're working in an office environment, boredom and habits uh, creep in there. And then the final thing is sleep. is like, well, sleep is probably the most important out of the three. It's most important to 
everything other, every other nutrition hack, diet, weight loss plan you do, because if you're getting less than seven hours a night, um, the vast majority of people are always going to struggle because it increases yep. the amount of foods you need to consume. Yeah, I think average calorie yeah. intake goes up by it increases your hunger hormones and, um, and decreases your de- satisfaction hormones, <laughs> your yeah. full hormones. Yep, exactly. Exactly, leptin and ghrelin. Yep, leptin and ghrelin go all over the place. So it's you've got to consider that. So that's the number one hack is get the basics in play. Most people, when they struggle on a diet, they don't have these in play. So go back to this. Start with this. That is your first hack if you want to do any form of nutrition. Uh, Absolutely. And the next one is food quality and eat the rainbow. I'm sure most people will have heard about eat the rainbow is is many different colors of fruit and vegetables as you can. I I can't remember where I read about it. It might've been in precision nutrition years ago or or something, but it's talking about when something is like colorful and it smells good. It just tells you that how full of nutrition that is, you know, think of like, Let's think of it. Oh, it's not maybe the best example. Like an uncooked pizza it doesn't really smell of anything, does it? It does. It smells nice when it's cooked. But and then think about like rosemary or fresh rosemary or fresh basil, mint, yeah, herbs. How good do they smell? They're just like you know they're so good. You can just your brain automatically yeah. knows that they're good for you because it they smell so good. Uh, so it's, so it's that kind of thing. You know, and getting obviously as many colourful vegetables and and fruits in there as you can. But we are sort of, uh, we also bang the drum of calorie counting. We're big on calorie counting. A lot of our clients do that. But as you said, it doesn't work for everyone. But even if you are prepared to calorie count, maybe the first place you should start is food quality, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes the the better, let's Mm. talk in terms of meat as a starting point. You could, if the food you have is highly processed, means it's high, more likely denser in calories, I think is a good way to put it. So uh, two really simple examples. You can go to a mm. Tesco's or a grocery store anywhere and get breaded chicken, like a, a, a steak, you know, breaded chicken here. Mm-hmm. Each one will have between four and 500 calories for each item, whereas the same weight in a fresh chicken breast, yeah. you're talking maybe 200 calories. So you're looking 300 yeah. calorie difference on average, I'm just kind of like guesstimating here a little bit now, but there's, there's a huge difference between the, quali- the, the amount of calories you're having for the same density of meat in some terms. And the same with certain quality meats of uh, yep. chicken breast, tuna, fish. Fish is a great example. Like you can get some high protein level yeah. pieces of fish for less than Well, there's some great tinned fish, calories. isn't there? Whereas if you're going for, uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So if you look at, uh, who, do, who doesn't love a good burger? Like, <laughs> I love a good burger. Like, honestly, like at the, at the end of the walk yesterday, it was yep. great. You had, you had like, you know, there's, there's a barbecue going on. There was like burgers. There were mm. sausages going on here. They're highly processed. So for a lot less meat, yeah. you're getting four or 500 calories per burger. Whereas for double mm. the meat in chicken, you're getting it for even less calories. So it's it's the it always comes down to calories in, calories out. Better food quality tends to yeah. often mean yeah. lower density of calories. I was going to say it's not, but obviously not just about meat. We're talking about try to have less processed food uh, in your diet. Less, you know. Obviously, there is a most food is processed in some way. So we're talking with we're talking highly processed uh, foods here. 
um, and and more more vegetables because you got you got to start looking exactly. at you know what you're eating uh, across the board and how many how many we've had this with a few clients you know how many is there a vegetable in your life anywhere and there are many different ways to 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 cook them you know boil them put them in a smoothie if you want uh, steam them add a bit of butter salt but you know just simple just simple stuff just start getting some uh, vegetables in there, especially green veg green leafy veg is is the way forward and just sort of just once if you're not a big veg fan don't get enough just once or twice a week try and introduce it and then trying to to build that up so as so you got to start looking at the, the the quality and then you're getting more nutrition for way less calories overall as you've said with the meat more more vitamins more minerals um phytonutrients everything you know healthy fats but you get but you're going to be consuming way way less uh calories so i'm not saying you can't eat pizza but maybe just have it a bit less and have some swap it out what you see what you see with a lot of people is once they start eating uh, quality of food goes up yeah they tend to be eating a lot more and they tend to be a lot fuller as well um for a lot less number of calories whereas you know, you've got like yeah. ultra processed. Let's let's take a slice of pizza for example. Let's go. You go to Domino's, one of the biggest chains of pizza mm. in the world. Yeah. It took you five hundred ca- slices, five hundred calories in one slice. <laughs> you know, whereas if you had a, a big lump of chicken breast or with a whole load of veg in it, you're talking maybe three hundred calories, um, and it's going to leave you fuller for longer. So it's. Have you ever tried to eat a whole head of broccoli to yourself? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's very filling. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> It's really filling. I'm a big fan. I love broccoli. Some people out there might not like broccoli. That's just an example. But um, yeah, it's really, it's really, you do fill up on like, it is actually really easy to fill up on veg and and salad quite quickly. You don't realize how filling it is sometimes with a little bit of, you know, good quality olive oil or balsamic vinegar or something like that over it. Brilliant. Gorgeous. It's interesting as well. You have, um, so I remember having this talk when I was living out in Austria, uh, you had like Austria has one of the lowest obesity epidemics in the world. I couldn't get over how there's mm. less than 8% of the population. Is that because they're more active? Perhaps? Well, I thought that, but it's, there's, there's still elements of being sedentary there as well. It's not everybody. Mm. One of the theories, and I was talking to Brian St. Pierre, uh, the head of precision, precision nutrition, about this too. And he was uh, hypothesizing the idea of it could be the quality of food. And it's true. Like it's a big farming mm. culture. And it's like from farm to table, uh, from fresh yeah. produce. Uh, the bakeries, it's less processed, it's less, um, it's more natural ingredients that go into everything that they eat. So even though they eat some stodge. So even if it's, even if it is like bread or, or whatever, it's still more natural within. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So less ingredients, even in like your breads and stuff. Exactly. So that was one of the things. So it's, it's interesting looking at some of those countries around the world, looking at where they focus on food quality. And it's true. It's, you know, when you part in Austria and the Mediterranean, you mm. know, it, it's all about food quality. It's the way of life out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's a good thing here. Uh, what's the third thing? Uh, protein with every meal. Uh, next one, protein. Protein with every meal. And again, something probably that we find that when we when we do track calories for people, that most people are not eating enough protein. And as you age, you have to increase your protein intake. Um, this is mm. the thing that people don't realize. Uh, so the older you get... To help uh, help preserve those... Those muscles, which, you know, we start to lose. Yeah. Uh, age-related sarcopenia, etc. Yeah, it's, it's a huge element. So, yeah, again, again when, when we see people who do track, 
we're seeing people that consume less than 40, 50 grams uh, of protein a day. Mm. It's a lot of carbohydrates in there. I'm not saying carbs are bad, but it's, it's predominantly, it's like a three to one ratio of carbohydrates to protein or processed food to, to the protein level. So like you need high level protein for many, many reasons. One, you have to be able to preserve, helps preserve lean muscle mass. Two, it keeps you fuller for longer. It gives you better food satisfaction. And so yet more satiating. Yeah. And the third reason with protein is you've got to consider the fact that it's the thermic effect of food. Like it's a small mm. component, but it does take up the, it's, I don't know, it's 30% or something like that. It, it, it's more calories it burns compared to other foods. Something like that. So like, I, I, yeah, I don't know the exact maths off the top of my head, but, you know, carbs, uh, carbs and protein are the same four four calories per gram. However, because of the thermic effect of food, it actually takes uh, to, to uh, digest protein. You're actually eating, even though if you're eating the same amount of grams, you're actually getting less calories overall. Yeah. So it's an easy way to, and essentially, if you eat more protein, it's an easy way to cut calories in a, yeah. in a weird way. Exactly. So it's, you know, shouldn't rely on that, but no, of it's, course a consi- not. It's, it's a consideration to really take into play. And those people don't do it. Um, and it's, you need to eat more. Like, for example, I am five foot eight, I'm 160 pounds, and my needs for protein are about 190 grams a day. It's not more than a pound per kilo in body weight and stuff like that, or per pound per gram body weight. It's higher, it's a lot higher than you think. Uh, so we can get, uh, you know, you're thinking, well, I can't eat, we're not saying eat chicken with every meal or anything like that, but obviously then you got to think, start thinking about good quality protein shakes for, for breakfast or lunch or however you want to do it. Obviously, yes, lean, chicken, other lean meats, um, how, however you want to do it. Obviously, if you're a vegetarian it's a little or vegan, it's a bit more difficult. You've got to think of um, beans and uh, pea protein. You, you, would, you would probably need yeah. a, uh, some sort of protein shake in there in order to hit your levels or you're just, it's just not going to be able to do it. So yeah, you got to start yeah. uh, start looking so, at that. That segues nicely into portion sizes. Number four, how we figure out. So like most people overconsume calories, they overconsume food, and that's just the way society goes. Particularly in America, like you see, there's some of the size of the plates. And don't get me wrong, I love some going to some of these big all you can eat restaurants and buffets, and like you know the food inside you is great. Like you leave with the yeah. meat sweats. Or you leave with a uh, like a big full belly. It's it's part yeah, of that's society. okay once in a while, once in a while, but not every yeah. day. <laughs> exactly. So you know, without counting calories, you've got to find some solution to unpack calories and how you figure it out mm. uh, by eyeballing it. And again, we go back to the guys at Precision Nutrition who pioneered this. Uh, it was using your hand yep. as a way of gauging portion sizes. So the palm of your hand uh, was a, like a palm of your hand is the size of protein. Yep. Uh, have one one palm size almost for every meal, particularly for women. Maybe two for yep. men. I think is a good way to put it. Then have a fist full of veggies and a fist full of carbohydrates, and then you have a thumb size portion of healthy fats. And that's a good way to guideline. If you have a big plate a plate in front of you and you have that. That's a good portion size yeah. control. For and, each and you want to try and do that with best as you every meal. If you can have balance it out equally, 
uh, as much as you possibly can. The, yeah. the one that always confused me, and I remember Googling this ages ago, was like, how can I measure a thumb-sized portion of fat? What is a thumb-sized portion of fat? Because obviously everyone's, everyone's thumb size is different. It's like, well, is that... Yeah. Is, that, is my thumb a tablespoon of fat? What is it? Is it uh, six almonds? I don't, I don't know. It's, so that is the more difficult one. But I did work it out. It's around about for, for women, about a tablespoon of fat. You're talking of maybe one and a half to two tablespoons of fat for men. That's what you're, that's what you're looking at. Cool. Uh, but yeah, because it's like, how, how are you going to portion out your thumb? Put your thumb up. <laughs> Where's your fat? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. But it's it's a, it's a good way to live. There's loads of um, infographics yeah. Yeah, online. Yeah. You can see it to give a more visual idea and reference of this. But it is a very good way to look at it, and I'm mm. a big fan of it. Yeah, and it's you need to find a balance some way in between. With I I like to calorie count for me because I like the data. I'm mm-hmm. geeky with that, but it's not something I use all the time. But with by using a combination of calorie counting and the portion size control, I can eyeball food and have a rough idea of how many calories are in each thing yeah. now. Um, where that only comes through time and, and t- trial and error Indeed, as well. exactly. It takes, takes practice like, like anything. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, number five, the last one, is uh, fibre and healthy fat boost. And we're talking about little uh, little sneaky things like seeds, nuts and seeds that we can uh, add in to your diet, like, you know, a little, yeah. a very small handful of nuts for a snack or chuck in um, some seeds into your protein shake, like chia seeds, flax seeds. Uh, and all that kind of thing. There's so, there's so many seeds. Oh, so many seeds. And like I said, people sometimes forget yep. fiber. They, when, they're, when they're going down the macronutrient um, way of counting calories, uh, if it fits your macros, that sort of thing, they talk about protein, carbohydrates. They talk about um, uh, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. But they don't mm. count in fiber. Uh, fiber is actually quite important. It's, it's almost, it almost has the same... So, no, I would phrase that. It's a similar thermic effect uh, yeah. as protein. It helps. It's harder to, it, it takes more energy to consume and digest. So you've got to bear that. But it also helps keep you regular. <laughs> yeah. Fiber in our diet um, for good, healthy guts. Everyone who has a healthy gut tends to have one thing in common. that tends to be they have mm. high fiber in their diet. So it's something that a lot of people struggle with. I struggle with yeah. until I started. What do you do? You do put some uh, seeds in your protein shake or anything like, or on your porridge? What What do you do? Yeah, uh, porridge. So I always, I always have some flax seeds and I have some chia seeds. Uh, chia seeds, I think, one of the highest concentration of it. So I will put two tablespoons of chia seeds on my porridge every morning. Yeah, and uh, got a good omega threes in there as well, which is uh, obviously we, most of us yeah. want to get a little bit more omega-3 in our diet. I like to uh, chuck on some sesame seeds onto like, if you're having like a stir fry, something like that. It's always a good way to, uh, Mm -hmm. to get some sesame seeds in. It's nice. Nice, nice crunch to that. Cool. That is a nice crunch. It is good, but it's something to consider. So like, if, if we get all this right, like sometimes you you need to go down the calorie counting route, but we, we like to focus on this education side of things first, so we talk about WWS first, which is the key, is get you in a good mindset to do everything else. You get the food quality, eat the rainbow, protein with every meal, portion sizes using your palm or smaller plates if you want to do that too, and then add some fiber. Sometimes we lose weight without even thinking about it, and we don't need to go down the calorie counting route. Now, the next step really is if you want to optimize and be specific, yeah. you've then got to go down the calorie counting route. But as for data geeks and people who have time 
and they see the benefits and they value it a little bit more. So this is the, the prerequisites before we go into that yep. whole world of if it fits your macros, calorie counting, which if you want fast results, yep. I highly recommend going down this route, but it doesn't necessarily mean you should stay down this route. Mm. You need the skills of both to find an optimal absolutely. level of health and nutrition. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. That was five nutrition hacks for people who don't do diets. Anything else you want to add? You want to give me one more round of applause before we sign off? <laughs> oh, I love this. See? There well, we go. There we go. You're clapping. Wonderful. Thanks for that, Josh. Uh, I'll give you some cheering. And I'll even give Brilliant. you some laughing as well. And the, that'll do. <laughs> it's part of it. Uh, exactly. But no, like, honestly, guys, that's just a rough idea. Help you give some ideas. You know, our top five nutrition hacks for people who don't do diets. Um, I think we're going to start recording the Insider podcast now yep. for our members, for all our Inner Circle members. And one of the questions that comes up all the time is how long do you diet for? How long do you stay in a calorie deficit? So this is the kind of the next level. Yep. So you get the, these hacks right. Then we start to talk about dieting process, calorie deficits here. And then the first thing you understand, you need to understand is, well, how long should I do it? What's the process? How do I stop the rebounding weight? Well, that comes down to this uh, concept, or like we like, we like to like call it. diet sprints, is what we call it. And we're going to discuss that more in depth uh, on the Insider podcast. Uh, available at Absolutely. Hope you, uh, hope you all find this members. useful. If people want to get in touch, want to know more about what we do, where do they go? Uh, straight, very simply if you want to guys get a little, uh, an insight go to strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle you have bronze silver gold and platinum bronze is free for everyone to join we even give you some free insider uh, podcasts to cool. listen to and we also ship you a free copy of the magazine um, which is uh, exciting as well so just get that's 100% free by the way for all bronze members to just jump in sign up and away you go absolutely and for uh, anyone who's a silver member or above do join us on the insider podcast thank you james thank you josh thank you guys for listening until next time thank you for listening to the fit over 30 podcast with josh kennedy and james breeze if you love listening to these episodes then please let somebody else know about this podcast that's how you can help it grow and the more it grows the more free content we can bring to you also if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now